0: Our gospel reading this morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a fool, a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The word of the Lord. There are so many. uh, The the gospel passage today on... um, where we build our our rock and what's our, our foundation of our lives uh, is uh, there, there are so many songs, so many hymns, it was hard to choose. It's one of these, you know, sometimes in Jesus' parables and Jesus' teachings, the references that he uses are, um, you know, a little different, difficult for us to understand because they're so different from our cultural and historical context. So, You know, I don't do a whole lot of sheep herding or trying to separate sheep from goats in my life, so I'm not familiar with that, or, you know, mustard seeds. I've never tried to cultivate or plant, so I'm not not familiar with that. So there's some of these, you know, cultural analogies that Jesus uses that we need to kind of dig into a little bit more to understand. But houses and foundations... We all understand this. this. This is very easy to understand. You've maybe built a, a sand castle or a, a tried to build something out of sticks on the beach, and you know that that doesn't work so well in the sand. And here we live in Southern California, of all places, where we are uh, prone to both, you know, fires and floods and mudslides and earthquakes. One of my favorite things to do when people are visiting me here on the peninsula, that they've never been here before, is to take them down that road down by Abalone Cove, you know, where it starts to fall into the ocean or something, I don't know, and it's like all bumpy, and they, you know, they have the gas lines above the road because, they, you know, and it's such a strange thing, you know, that we have this land that is constantly shifting. I think that's what the sign says, land constantly shifting, and then you feel like you're taking your life in your hands just driving on the road. And I'm sure you can get some lovely and low-cost Ocean View housing there if you're willing to, you know, take a chance. Building houses on a solid foundation seems like a really good idea. I was uh, Several years ago, when I was still living in Signal Hill, I was reading an article in the L.A. Times, and they were talking about how modern seismology allows them to know not only where all the major faults are, but where the minor faults are. And so that they can build neighborhoods now so that even, like, you know, like the areas behind houses, like they don't build a house on the minor fault line. They they put a, you know, a green belt or something through that because they know there's a fault line there. I thought, well, that's interesting. Until they showed a picture of my exact neighborhood, Uh, where, in fact, it had been built such that there was a minor fault line literally behind my back fence. (laughs) I did not know this. Nobody told me this when I bought the house, but apparently it was one of those neighborhoods that was built in such a way to take advantage of modern seismology. I understand here, even in uh, this area over here, sort of towards Valteria, there's a neighborhood where the soil is such compacted clay that in the summertime or in the winter it contracts and expands and people feel it in their homes, that their walls shift and their doors don't close quite right at certain times of year. Jesus talks about this sort of, these foundation issues. How do we build our houses? And of course he's not talking about our physical houses as the analogy goes, but he's talking about our our spiritual lives, our, our lives in grace on a foundation that it will actually sustain us, that we'll be able to survive storms and fires and floods, which got me thinking about my own foundations and perhaps your foundations. I want to invite you to get out your bulletin right now. And grab a pencil or a pen. And I want you to write down, just quickly, quickly so that you don't think too much about it. What are five foundational principles in your life? What are five things that you build your life upon? And be honest here. Sometimes we have aspirational principles, but they're not actually how we live our lives. It's interesting to think about the things that we sort of secure our lives to, in our culture, we're, we're taught to secure our lives perhaps to our financial security, we even call it that, or to our, uh, you know, our physical health, or perhaps our looks, or our, you know, our, our resources, the things that we surround ourselves. And then there are the deeper values that we seek to live by, perhaps I don't know, what are some of the values or some of the foundational principles that you named that you might be willing to just shout out here? Anyone? Family, My family. family. Sorry? Friendship. Friendship. Love. Faith, love. Acceptance. Acceptance. Compassion. Service. (laughs) Well, that's a great one too because at the root of all of that, actually, she said, I must be selfish. I wrote down God loves me. That is a, a root of all of us. Of course, if it's only God loves me and not everybody else, that might be a problem. We might have a little more Bible study to do. But the sense, I think, for me... Uh, That is the root of everything, that I believe that God's love and grace is for me and for everybody created, and then from that comes a commitment to compassion, a commitment to service, a commitment to family and friendships and all those things. Those become rooting and grounding elements in our lives. Sometimes in our faith formation, you know, I had this wonderful opportunity to go with our our youth to Sierra Service Project this last week. Let me tell you, it was a remarkable experience for which I am really grateful to have had. I hadn't been to SSP in about 20 years, so uh, more than a little bit rusty in my whole exposure to youth ministry, youth culture, uh, sleeping on an air mattress on the floor, uh, the dynamics of junior high boys in a small group, all that was kind of unfamiliar territory to me. But I was so aware that everything that we do, that we were doing at SSP, but everything that we do here at the church with our young children, whether it's in Sunday school you know, starting with the itty-bitties, even in our preschool, we're laying a foundation for their lives. Every parent wants to lay a foundation for their children. When I first became a parent to my niece, Nikki, she was six years old, and she was halfway through uh, first grade. And I decided that... And I didn't know how long I would have her. I thought maybe six months. I thought, well, if I only have her for six months... I will make sure that she is a solid reader that she 's got her her reading basics down, and we 'll get the math facts down and and when it was second grade okay, we can really do some more fundamental foundation issues there, and you know I can make sure that she 's rooted in a church family and that she 's really you know knows that love and the grace of the church community and of course, alongside i 'm wanting to teach her some values i 'm wanting to teach her who she is in God's eyes. I'm wanting to teach her to love and respect other people as who they are in God's eyes. I'm wanting her to teach, to to learn uh, ideas about responsibility and about compassion and about service to other people. Trying to form all of us with our children, our grandchildren, trying to form them into adults, who love and care for other people and who do good things in the world. We're building foundations, and these values that you've named for you become foundations in your own life, ways that you are nurturing and hopefully laying a foundation for yourself. Of course, our our spiritual formation does not, for some people... They graduate from Sunday school at whatever age they do that, or they graduate from the youth group, and that is the end of their spiritual formation. For all of us here in the pews, all of us here in worship, this is ongoing formation. We, as we gather in worship each Sunday, are continuing to be formed in the light of Christ's gospel. We're continuing to grow in God's grace. Every time we offer a a class, Every time we offer a Bible study, every time the UMW do a a day of prayer, we are offering an opportunity to grow in God's grace, to shore up that foundation. Uh, Now I want to invite you to make another list, a list of how you might shore up your foundation of faith. For some of you, it's maybe a recognition that, gosh, I could use some more Bible study. I don't know enough about the Bible. Or maybe I I need to develop a daily practice of prayer. Or maybe I need to say that I'm going to be in worship three times every month. I'm going to do, I'm going to offer to serve at Loaves and Fishes. What are some ways that you can shore up your foundation, your spiritual foundation? Please be advised that sometimes shoring up our spiritual foundation means not just doing new things, but letting go of some things. So you can feel free to let go of some things in that list too that might be getting in the way of your spiritual formation. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote about that. He said, Yeah, it's one thing for me to write it down on a piece of paper, it's another thing for me to apply it. We perhaps all know that, you know, boy, it would really be really good for me to to develop a practice of daily prayer or daily stretching or daily anything or just eating healthy or whatever the habit is that you want to start. It's a lot easier to write it down than it is to actually do it, right? And that, of course, is what we here as a Christian community do. We hold one another in that grace and 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 hopefully a sense of accountability to our spiritual practices so that we can we can do those things together. We are people who lay our lives in the foundation of Christ. And sometimes we do that on a real surface level. We go to church on Sunday and the rest of the week we go about as if none of this mattered so we can lay some deeper roots. Sometimes we're really struggling because something has happened in our lives. Some of those winds have come, some of those rains have washed away some of those foundations, and so we need to sort of get back to our roots. What I know more than I know anything else is that Christ is that foundation, that Christ is that place where we can find both grace and accountability. Christ is the one that calls us to be persons of compassion and mercy, persons who care for one another and care for our planet and care for those who are, are living among us. We are persons who, who seek to create communities of love and justice, not just here at Riviera, but out there. And in the middle of all that is Christ, our foundation, our hope, the place upon which we rest our lives. As you go about this week, I want to invite you to, to carry those two lists and to think about those things that you value. Think about whether those things that you value are reflected in the way that you live your life out in the world. Also be praying about those list of, of, of practices that might shore you up in your, found, in your faith foundation. And think about how you might nurture that. I invite you to be in conversation with me on this. If, you are, if there's an area that you're struggling with or you want to grow in, let me know. You know we, can, we can form groups that we can, we can grow together in faith. That's what we're here for. Carry those lists with you. Add to them. See if you can move from writing it down to living it out. Let us pray. Christ, you are the sure foundation, the solid rock upon which we can choose to live our lives. We confess that there are so many other things that pull us from your gospel message. We confess that oftentimes our our sense of busyness or greed or convenience or you know, whatever gets in the way. Gets in the way of our loving you, gets in the way of our building the foundation of our lives. Help us, God, to lay deeper roots, to commit ourselves more fully to growing in your grace. Guide us and steady us and build us up, God, that our lives might reflect your love. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen.